0: This is the Test
1: Tube Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Test Tube Comedy Podcast. This is May's podcast, and it starred James Acaster, Joe Breeze, George Reigold, Rachel Parrish, and was headlined by the fantastic Dr. Brown. Dr. Brown is an almost entirely silent comic, so the podcast is 40 minutes of extended extras of his act. Enjoy the titters of titillation from the audience and the bafflement that he created. He was genuinely fantastic but in the cliché you had to be there or at least you had to actually be able to see it. We were going to do subtitles for this with my editor and producer essentially describing minute by minute what he was doing but for about 20 minutes he was semi-naked and running around behind some chairs and curtains. This in all honesty doesn't necessarily make podcast gold according to my editor-slash-producer. Nonetheless, here it is. You're all lovely. There we go. If anybody doesn't feel patronised, tell me, I'll give you your money back. Okay, take it away, Roger Daltrey. Sorry, it's not the who. Um, It's James Acaster.
2: Thanks. Uh, I am at home, there's a lot of changes. Uh, where, where are you from, sir? Canterbury. Do you need to go back there much? Sometimes. Some, sometimes. What's changed since you've been there last? It's
3: been sort of uh, gentrified.
2: Quite gentrified. How do you feel about the gentrification? Yes, yeah, it's pluses and minuses. As it's pluses and minuses. You know, good to have a strong character on the front row. We're going to take no shit. Went shopping recently. Went shopping. Saying, I like going shopping. I like using the trolleys. They've always been fun. They've got wheels on them. But now, even better, you get to use the trolley pound. Put your pound in the trolley, give it a little ride around centuries, pick it up at the end, well done. <laughs> back in the wallet. It's the only time when you use money, at the end of it, you get the same coin back in return. I like to think that every time you put the trolley pound back in your wallet, the other coins are really surprised to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd gone. <laughs> now I just went travelling. <laughs> On Sainsbury's blew my mind. 50p, where have you been? Swimming. <laughs> Don't worry, those of you didn't get that. And that last bit, there's a lady in Daventry had to come up to me after the gig and go, uh, Here in Daventry, the swimming lockers cost a pound.
4: <laughs> so that joke didn't make any
2: sense. <laughs> perfectly happy, I anyway, with the idea of money that could talk. <laughs> <laughs> I also went to a surprise party uh, when I was back, back home. Surprise parties are a lot of fun. I was in the dark, had a party popper ready. All there with a bunch of mates. Uh, his girlfriend, the guy's girlfriend, said well, he's going to be here in a minute. When he gets here, everyone let your party poppers off. Yell surprise, and that will be really surprising. I argued it'd be a lot more surprising. Instead of making all that commotion, we all just stood there in his living room in the dark. He comes in, turns the lights on. See how surprised he is there. It's handsome. Um, I enjoy hiding though. I don't hide enough. <laughs> Do you ever think of that? I don't hide enough. Don't look at me like you hide all the time, mate. You don't hide in (laughs) the fever. Being all arrogant. I've noticed you the whole gig. You're on the knees. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not really having a go him, by the way. You went, ooh, as if I was actually slamming him off. I'm not. (laughs) You know, how in the fever, you know what? We all hide a little bit. Maybe every now and again, if you're bored. Make hard contact with me, mate. Stop looking at your damn glass. (laughs) Yeah? You ready? (laughs) You don't even have to do anything in this, but I'm just going to talk at you, sort of listen and laugh at the appropriate points. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you know how about, isn't it? So you're you're get the laughter off. Don't worry, they're laughing enough at your awkwardness. <laughs> you might laugh at it. Every now and again, you might hide. Behind, it, behind a door, maybe. You hide behind a door? Jump out on one of your mates for a You've done Have you done that before? If you haven't done it before? You're a loser. Right. <laughs> Mate, if you don't do that, it's a shame. Everyone else in this damn room's done it. Everyone does it. It's weird, is not it? When you think about it? All of us cool dudes. <laughs> you know, we are all pretty cool, aren't we? All pretty cool. Some of you might be quite popular, some of you quite attractive. And yet you've all hid behind a door. <laughs> laughing to yourself. <laughs> while you're waiting to ruin someone's day. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes they don't show up. You get stood up you know, behind the door for dumb <laughs> And yeah, um, make this happen too. Well, actually, no, he wasn't hiding behind the door. He was doing something similar. He was uh, pretending to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as common. JJ <laughs> 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 Keep that going for your
4: next the fantastic Joe
0: Little Rago, <laughs> um, my brother had to give me one of his kidneys um which was a bit special and unexpected i'd always thought had this kind of weird scenario in my head ever since i was probably old enough that he was beating me up already um that he would i I would have to give him my kidney and and the not that he'd want one of my fetid little kidneys particularly but because he'd be forever in my debt, and i'd be able to lord over him for the rest of our lives and it'd be brilliant and also on the off chance if your organ is in someone else's body, you can control them in some way, like a Trojan horse. Little tip for anyone who's thinking about giving a kidney to somebody, um, even if it's a close relative. I think, you know, they won't find you rude, so don't worry about that. It is a good idea to ascertain beforehand what precisely they intend to do with it. Um, And regret at not asking that question was, very evident on my brother's face after the operations. He sat in the ward, under medicated and agonised, and watched me and three or four feckless hospital orderlies play football around the ward with his previously viable, <laughs> healthy woman. Joe Bruce, Ellen, clap, 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 clap,
2: clap,
4: clap, clap, clap,
2: clap, 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 clap
3: bad news about ice cream yeah yeah I was talking to a sound artist it does the sound effects of television and radio and he was uh, he was working on an advert for ice cream and the sound effect for when those beautiful women bite seductively through a magnum <laughs> is him <laughs> Dislocating a baby's hip. <laughs> <laughs> Hymen! <laughs> that most revered of membranes. <laughs> like a like, clean, full, a half eaten tin of spam. <laughs> <laughs> the pioneering technique of revergination. <laughs> So that people like this man here (laughs) that you rush to judge he's done nothing wrong. So that people like this deviant here can experience the joy of causing a loved one to suffer anew the excruciating loss of their long-since surrendered virtue.
4: Never broken an iron, sir.
3: You wouldn't know. You would know. It's, uh, it's much like opening a new jar of instant
4: coffee.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I like to um, run my thumbnail around the rim before gently peeling back the seal. You know, other less sensitive souls like to stab the element violently down through the middle. Eagerly plunging into the goodness beyond, innocence lost, restored, lost, restored, lost, restored, as many times as you like, ladies, once you've popped, you can't stop. (laughs) (laughs) To put the patient at their ease. Next time you're on the toilet, madam, next time you're carving a chair leg. (laughs) With your wipings, your wipings, madam, front to back. Front at the moment, you're getting Marmite in the butter dish. Yeah. <laughs> so that was that, huh? That, was, that was, um, oh, good to see a familiar face, sir. Good to see a familiar face. There we, there we in the What would you call it? We had uh, <coughs> shared a moment in the gentleman's toilet earlier on this evening. Uh, I'm always on duty. And all able to diagnose a uh, very severe case of avoidant pyresis. The layman's term bashful bladder when uh, someone else is in the public loo. You cannot go there, there's no shame in it. It's very common. It's a psychological issue. It's not about penis size. I'm not not suggesting you have the rosebud genitals of a cherub. <laughs> The bantamweight go gonads of a hobbit. <laughs> the pitiful tackle of a flaccid toddler. <laughs> Nobody's saying that. <laughs> There's a social phobia. There are various techniques you can employ to overcome this. Um, um, most powerful, I would say, is, is visualisation. Visualisation is a very powerful technique. So the next time you're there, sir... The next time you're there, there's some strapping oaf is hosing down the trough next to you. (laughs) There you are, hung like Michelangelo's David. (laughs) Simply picture your surging urine foaming in the eye sockets of his corpse. Now again, there are various techniques you ladies employ to cover your tracks. <laughs> There's the, uh, the filling the bowl with armfuls of toilet paper. On <laughs> which to drop your pebble. <laughs> so if it by it sounds quite pleasant. Like, uh, like somebody tiptoeing through a snowdrift. <laughs> Fume and a misguided attempt to mask the ungodly stench. It's <laughs> so as effective as trying to cover up a shotgun suicide by dancing in front of it.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it's an unmistakable bouquet of Chanel number two.
4: <laughs>
3: chief about these techniques, ladies, chief about these techniques But out of the house never pooing. An idea abhorrent to nature, a very simple solution to your woes, so it's very simple, use a gents.
1: <laughs>
3: your gents with the fruits of your rank sputterings will be cheered, you'll become the stuff of legend, going shoulder high through the streets to your own feculent fanfare. <laughs> Well, I'm doing you an injustice. There's there's far more techniques than I've listed there. Uh, <laughs> luckily for me, luckily for me, there's uh, there's always somebody keen to furnish me with the particular details of their own technique. After one of my lectures, and one uh, one woman came up to me and said, um, I wrap toilet paper around my hand and catch it. Your <laughs> 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 lectures have gone a bit off piece, haven't they? <laughs> So I hope you see to see you again. We'll be discussing uh, my other paper, How the Nazis ruined eugenics for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you, good evening. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Had, and I'm sure I can't believe that I wrote this for you, cause I feel less for you than a fairly thick sock. <laughs> I can't believe that you got a song from me, cause you mean less to me than an empire line frock. But it's exhausting when...
0: I'm the producer of the Test Tube podcast. I was supposed to meet with semi-resident house lunatic Ben Target to discuss his performance at the last Test Tube gig and gain insight into a brilliant comedy mind. The studio was booked for six and he showed up at eight. No apologies and didn't offer to even split the studio booking fee of roughly a hundred pounds. So instead we recorded in the basement of a Soho coffee shop. On my laptop.
6: Currently, I'm sitting here with my assistant, Andrea.
0: Producer.
6: Producer, whatever they call it these days.
0: Maybe you can start actually um, describing the act.
6: The point of this act was really to explore comedy within the arena of enforced PE lessons that we were all enforced to take at school.
0: How do the audience
6: took to you running for 10 minutes? Well, it was a 10-minute set, and running for 10 minutes is quite hard on its own. Do you
0: think that impressed people?
6: Yes, I think people were wildly excited by the fact that I made it past the five-minute point. The fact that I wasn't sweating by then, I think, really prepared them for the finale, which involved me sprinting on the spot to the, to the metaphorical finishing point.
0: Okay, maybe we should just move on. Maybe if you'd tell a joke next time?
6: There were jokes in that set. They came in between the panting.
0: I think people just heard a man breathing heavily at night.
6: Yeah, it's better to have a comedian who's breathing on stage than <laughs> have a comedian who's not.
0: Have you seen Weekend of Bernie?
6: No.
0: Well, it stars a dead man who's not breathing, laugh of a minute. One man breathing for ten minutes, no laughs. So how do you explain that?
6: What my assistant Andrea is saying. What my assistant Andrea is saying.
0: I'm going to edit this so you sound like a dick. That's what I'm saying. That was
6: my idea originally. That was my idea. This is why I don't need a producer. I have all the good ideas.
0: Please don't touch my
6: computer. Okay. What does this button do?
1: Well, that was the May podcast for Test Tube Comedy. Thank you very much again for listening. Hopefully see you at one of the live shows coming up soon, second Monday of the month at the Canal Café Theatre in North London. If you want to see the upcoming lineups, it's on testtubecomedy.co.uk or Twitter, Comedy. Hopefully see you soon.
0: You've been listening to the Test Two Podcast. So, I do seem to remember you throwing up a couple of times, though.
6: Yes, that was unforeseen, but, you know, I had my grilled salmon, so I had to come back up, leaping out for some giant bear to swipe it away.
0: And you hired that bear from a zoo,
6: didn't you? I did hire a bear for my set.
0: Three people died that day, Ben.
6: Well, they did, yes, you're right. Three people did die. But... It was nothing to do with me.
0: No, it was the bear that you hired.
6: not my problem that zookeepers these days are not trained up to the standards required by health and safety to keep bears off people. Yes, I did vote for a government that is cutting costs on bear training facilities across the United Kingdom and possibly abroad but it's not my fault
0: I think you're skimming over the fact that you personally brought a bear on the London transit system where a child was mauled by the same bear and then you brought it into a room full of people who were cheering and laughing, and it drove the bear into a fit of rage. What do you have to say for yourself about that?
6: Well, I think the important thing to keep in perspective in all these occasions is when you hire a bear, what do you expect to do with it? It's not like once you've hired it and spent that amount of money on a bear, you can't just be like, hey, I've just come home, guys, and um, I've spent 70 quid on on a bear. I didn't have 70 quid in the bank. I had 60 quid. But you know what? I'm just going to keep it caged up for the night. I'm going to keep it in the corner. No, when you spend 70 pounds on a bear, you want to use it.